podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's weird podcast. Um, as time's gone by, I've been trying to come up with um, ways to open the podcast, like having we sayings and stuff, you know, to like make it like I have a trademark like open in line but it's always just hello and welcome because it's just how i greet people on a day-to-day basis like if i see someone in the street i'll just say hello and welcome a lot of time i'm not actually welcoming them to anywhere so it's a bit out of context but i mean i'm just going to work it work it into my day-to-day life now anytime i say hello to somebody i'm just going to follow it with and welcome which will no doubt follow on with some kind of pretty awkward exchange you know but i mean that's that's what we're doing and anyway I digress. Hello and welcome to the Weird Podcast. Um, if you listened to the podcast last week, you're probably thinking, are you back in the wine again this week, Dave? Are you drinking red wine while you record your podcast? And I'm just going to straight up say, no, I'm not. I had a lot of positive feedback last week. A lot of people being like, man, I think you should you know, drink on the podcast every week. I think you should get a bottle of red wine and just get it in the do what they do in India and get it India but um, that's being quickly nipped in the bud by my wife who's just like hey you just can't just sit by yourself talking to yourself whilst drinking on your own it's a weird combo so I had to just respect that and say hey I'm not going to do it you know at the end of the day some people I've gone the other way and said, man, you were a wee bit incoherent on last week's podcast. Didn't really stick on topics, making a lot of sense, you know. Um, maybe you need to, you know, sort yourself out. Are you having problems again? You know, are you, are you a wee bit down once again? Are you resorting to drink? And I just want to say to those guys, fuck it. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm all right. Do you know? All I just want to say is, life's better with a buzz. You know, it's better to be buzzing than it is to just be not not effectively not buzzing you know um but when i say i'm not drinking on this podcast is that the truth yes it's the truth have i had a few drinks today yes it's sunday i've had a busy week i like to wind down i've just happened to have too many bottles of wine in my house all the time so i'm doing my bit by getting into that wine in a controlled manner of course now if you listen to my New Year's podcast, you'd have heard me say that that's one of my New Year's resolutions is to just drink a bit more red wine. Why is that? Is that an issue that I have? Is it a drink problem? Or what's the reason behind that? And the reason behind it simply is just a lot of New Year's resolutions are always like beating down yourself, you know, being, you know, things like almost testing yourself, you know, restricting things from yourself. Whereas I thought, you know, as part of this year's resolution, I'm going to, you know, maybe you know take a little bit more on myself you know maybe indulge myself a little bit more is it a problem not yet but hey it is what it is and why am i drinking today um i hear you ask once again plan to record this on a friday but then i'm doing it on sunday well on friday my wife Catherine, was working late um so by the time i got my daughter holly to bed got all set up Catherine just came in the door from work so I was like I'm not just gonna force her to go upstairs and sit in silence while I record my weird podcast you know that's just sly so I just put that on the old uh, on the old back burner until until tonight um 
which is great because I feel good. It's been a great weekend, you know, I've had a fun time. On uh, Saturday there, I had to get myself into town. I was uh, on on full daddy daycare duties because Catherine's working once again, you know, doing her bit to uh, you just care for society, you know what I mean? She's a nurse and she's just saving lives, so major props to her. Um, and she was working on, on Saturday morning and, of course, you know, by process of elimination, if she's working and I'm off work, I have to look after our child because otherwise, you know, she'd be in diffs. Because, I mean, let's face it, she's only a little girl. You know, she's only one. Couldn't just leave her on her own. Albeit, I do want to leave her on her own more often now because, I mean, if it's good enough for giraffes, if it's good enough for polar bears, if it's good enough for zebra, if it's good enough for... Gorillas, it should be good enough for people. You know, they're born and they're just like, right, lads, on you go. Get on with things. Whereas with us as humans, we have kids and it's like, you know, nurture and all that shit. So I've been trying to, I've been trying to, you know, make her stand on her own two feet a bit too, too much of late. So, you know, I've been put down about that and told, nah, you got to still look after her. She's only one. So I've been doing that. And on Saturday morning when Catherine was working, I had a full chore to do. I had to get myself up to Belfast to collect a very bespoke piece of art that I had commissioned for um, my life partner, Shane Todd's wedding to his wife, Stacey. So to go up into town, Catherine had been liaising with the artist and she had basically said, I fire up any time on Saturday morning, collect it, just pay the, the remainder of the the that's owed. And uh, it's yours. So I went right dead on. I'm going to head up to town, get Holly up early. Well, say get her up early. She's up at six o'clock, just smashing uh, dummies into my face. Which, you know, you think that's all right because she's a little little child and doesn't have much velocity. But, you know, she's got speed. You know, she'd be like, I would say like, you know, like a wee, a wee featherweight boxer, you know. She's got the speed maybe or like her digs aren't like heavyweight standard. But, the, you know, they still sting. She's beating my face with dummy at six in the morning. I got her up, got her bathed, then stuck her in a high chair, gave her a pancake, had a shower while she was in the high chair, and got myself ready, got all packed up, out of the house by 9am. Now, is that three hours it took me to get ready? Yes, but hey, the point is, we got it done. We got up to town, headed into the wee, uh, the wee studio place, we had to go and collect this uh, piece, got there, just about fitted Holly in her pram through the door, went up to the girl at the... Uh, at the, the desk and was like I'm here to collect something the name's Elliot Dave Elliot and she was like ooh and I went hmm she went oh that um, that piece isn't quite ready I went well, so, sorry I've uh, packed a little person into a car by myself and driven from Bangor into Belfast to collect this piece and I need it and she was like oh no the thing about it is is um the actual artist um, isn't in until 11, so I don't really know what the deal is with that, how much you have to pay, what frame you want it in. And I was just like, just put it in any old frame. Fuck's sake. And she went, no, nah, I can't do that. Just come, can you come back at 11? I'm looking at my clock being like, it's half nine now. What am I going to do till 11 other than go like Tim Hortons and just wolf on donuts? But I mean, you know, I could do that quite fine. But, I mean, I, I can't just keep giving sugar to the baby. Otherwise, she will be, like, fucking dancing about the house like Keith Prodigy. Keith Flint from The Prodigy, not Keith Prodigy. Keith Prodigy, RIP anyway to him. He's a great guy. 
Um, she'd be dancing around the house like that, like mad trance singer dancer, you know. And I just wouldn't do that to her with donuts and sugar. So I was like, right, what can I do? So I did what any good dad would do in the city centre with their child. I went to my work. I went on into work, just said hello to a few of my, my colleagues, and just let Holly, Holly loose, ran about the place, tired her out. Then when the time was right, I went to Waterstones to look at a few uh, a few books, because, I mean, I was saying this to Shane. He was like, why are you in Waterstones? It's weird. I'm like, I like literature. I like to see what's on the go at the minute. I like to buy notepads to do stand-up writing in. I like to see what... Are the new pieces of literature going on? I like to see what new autobiographies are. I like to chill. There's a good coffee shop in Waterstones. It's nice to chill in there. Oh, babe, could I get up there with my pram? No, but that's not the point. I was in for a look. But that stage when I'd been in work, um, one of my, my friends, Sinead, had given Holly a like a yogurt-covered Nutrigame bar, which basically just stayed in her hand for her to suck on effectively for half an hour now babies don't aren't fully aware of how to eat properly they can't just go right stick it in bite it off bob's your uncle fanny's your aunt babies like to just smush it around their hands suck it then dribble all over everything so their hands are sticky their clothes are sticky their faces is sticky they're just effectively gross people babies you know they're stinking wee dudes and dudettes and Holly was in Waterstones having just dribbled this uh, yogurt-covered nutrient bar all over herself and then just decided to pick up a little plastic pig, a little toy pig. And as I took it off her to put it back, I realised this thing is completely covered in this shite, this combination of saliva, snot and yogurt. There's no way I can actually set that back. I'm just going to have to buy this. Obviously, as well as that, you're attached to this pig. You want it... As a toy, I'm your dad, I've brought you out into town, you know, I'm a good dad, I'll buy you a present, I'll treat you, you know, to a nice gift. So, I brought it up to the, the checkout, I was like, there you go, just the pig, thinking to myself, it'll be 50p, yeah, it'll be. She runs it through, it's 4 99 I was like, hmm? She was, yeah, 4 99 I was like, you, whoa. I, I, I went to full Denzel <laughs> in training day, I was looking at, at Holly, I was like, what? Who? Who? All right. You motherfucker. You motherfucker. You, mo- you, ha- you have dummy, you motherfucker. Putting your dirty wee yogurt slabber. You motherfucker, you put your yogurt slabber fingers on my piggy? Motherfucker. I had to just uh, do the old Momo face. You know that face where you're just like trying to pretend that your life's not in turmoil when in actual fact it is you try to put on a smile but really you're dying behind the eyes <laughs> it's like yeah all right 4.99 it is for uh, a plastic pig that doesn't move Whoa. all right i'm out i went and at this stage it was time to go and collect the painting went back got it paid it up got it and was ready to go home and by the time I got back to the car, everything packed up in, I was back home, back in the in God's country in North Down by like half eleven. But in my mind, I was like, I've done a full day of like parental stressing. You know what I mean? It's like sometimes when you're a parent and you're looking after your kid, those motherfuckers are energy sponges. You know what I mean? Like you love them, they're great. But fuck me, they suck your energy out of you like you know, I'm going home being like, it must be about half six now. Surely it's time for Holly to have some dinner and go to bed. And I look at my clock and it's half twelve and going, shh, 
shite. What am I going to do to keep this little jerk entertained until her mum gets home? And I don't know what we did. I think I just like let her down in the living room and took her shoes off and she just kept climbing up on the sofa and falling down face first into the pillows on the sofa. Did that for about an hour and then went for a nap. And it was great. Just had a wee nap there. I sat and watched Netflix, which is uh, which is pretty sweet. Do you know I mean? It was a good time. And then later on that night, we had some uh, friends come over for dinner. Got the Malbec out for the boys and the girls. I'll say for the boys and the girls. Just for the boys. The boys were on the red wine and uh, the girls were on some, some sort of other shit. White, like white shit. Like girls are tend to be more racist than guys. You know, guys will drink the, the more... So the darker wines, whereas girls are all like, if it's not white, it's not right. I'm like, all right, whoa, weird. But that's just the way some girls are. You know what I mean? It's 2019, freedom doll, be as you wish. We did that, and, you know, whenever your friend's over, you want to, you know, provide a decent quality meal. So we said we would cook um, in my relationship um, I'm the, the head chef Catherine's a sous chef You know Whenever we're hosting things Catherine would be the head server You know She would be the Like front of house If we're talking like First dates She'd be the Fred You know I'd be like Gordon Ramsay In the kitchen Just abusing people Fuck off And she'd be out front You know The the, the better looking Of the duo You know Just You know Serving things up And whatever And then of course My other job I double up as a sommelier, you know, that's not a Somalian person, um, in case people think I'm being racist, that's somebody who serves the wine, that's where I step into my own, I'm a wine guy and I'm a chef, so that particular night I was like, right, I don't have a load of time to, to make a real, you know, statement meal, not enough to like, you know, show people what we're about, you know, it wasn't like fine dining, we thought we'll make a lasagna, you know, we'll do a basic lasagna. However, my wife's vegetarian. Gay! So I thought, right, we're just going to make it with corn. You know what I mean? We're going to just make it with corn mince, not just like corn pieces. That'd be weird. But we'll make it with corn mince. And I thought, you know, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to really have to make sure that the corn mince is mm, so seasoned. You know what I mean? It's going to have to cook it up real good, get the pan going, get some onions in there, some corn mince, bit of red wine in amongst it all. You know, working some garlic in there, got some basil, some oregano, some thyme, you know, just making those flavors work. Peppers, you know, some tomatoes, just make it real good. And I made a real lovely mix. And it turns out it was actually pretty delicious. For a first stab of lasagna, I was pretty impressed with it. And of course, you know, as I said, when there's lasagna, there's red wine, and there's about a couple of bottles put away, and it was great. It was casual, it was great bit of a buzz was had and as I said life's better with a buzz you know get buzzed up you know whether you know I'm saying I'm, I'm saying to people drink no not necessarily if there's other ways you like to get a buzz on you know some people get get a buzz on from you know worshipping God some people get a buzz on from mm, a strong coffee some people get a buzz on from full heroin you know whatever you want to get a buzz on as long as you feel good about it by all means go get a buzz on so I got a buzz on in that red wine and then had a bit of crack. Oh, obviously, 
you know, whenever you have like people for dinner, you get talking about stuff. Things tend to go on to weird topics. We ended up talking about possessed demon. I think it's called Dibuk boxes, um, and you know, general like demons and stuff, which was a weird topic of conversation. Certainly to to get onto at dinner, but I'd seen this weird with this video on Facebook about this guy who collected a Dibuk box off off the 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 internet, and like it's basically this box that they say is like there's some black magic or flipping witchcraft over it that there's evil spirits stored in these boxes and then they're like they're sealed with wax so this guy was just doing this basically fake video about that and then just made me start thinking about all the deep shit you know like is it real is the exorcist real are these spells real you know and i'm not a big believer and i'm a bit of a cynic you know i think i don't believe that i don't believe in possession really um but then I got me thinking, we did a video um, for Tight Shorts a couple of Halloweens ago, and it was a, it was like a, a Ouija board sketch, and I would not touch it, you know, I just would not do it, I'm like, do you want to touch this Ouija board? I was like, do you want to suck my balls? And the guy making the video went, nope, and I went, well, there you go, I don't want to touch the Ouija board, I don't want to look at the Ouija board, it makes me uncomfortable if it were to move when I had my hand on it. My lunch would appear in a little dollop in my trunks. And I said, I don't want that, you know. Do I believe it? No, but would I fuck with it? Nah. You know what I mean? It's like, do I want to be a member of a triad gang? No. Would I fuck with them? No. That's not a good analogy. I've been drinking wine. Guys, you can tell, but my point being, didn't believe that it's true, but I still don't like it when it is. So, like, I do think there are some people who maybe think they're possessed, and I don't know whether it could be or not. Now, this is me. I'm going to delve into a quick anecdote about my a previous job that I had. I used to work as an antisocial behaviour officer for the housing executive, right? So my job would have been when people made complaints about their neighbours or whatever else, I'd have had to go, go out to them, you know? So any complaint... So sometimes, as you can imagine, it got a little bit hairy. It got a little bit scary. One complaint one day was that this guy made a complaint that his next-door neighbour was, you know, making a lot of noise effectively, but then they alleged that she was possessed by something. Now, obviously I'm going like that going, I made whatever you say. The woman next door is possessed. <laughs> right? But when I went out to see the woman, she was definitely, in my opinion, in need of some support, which I was able to help with on that side of things. But then whenever I went to the guy that made the complaint, he was like, here, mate, I made this recording over on my phone. She was shouting last night, and it was, you know, it was a bit scary, because I have kids and stuff in the house, don't want them hearing this, and I was like, right, play it, it's just going to be her screaming a bit, but he played it, and it was the most freaky thing I've ever heard, not freaky sexual, because him means some of the freaky things I've heard, whoa, in a group chat of those comedians are ridiculous, but see this, this was was not... it wasn't a woman making screams. It sounded like a beast, like some kind of, like, like some sort of, you know, 
big ape. Like, it was like... That kind of thing. I don't know if that's a big ape sound, but it was a big, deep... Like, this one was a small lady, but it was fully like... I'm going to get inside you. I am going to kill you. (coughs) There goes my throat. But it was freaky. I couldn't explain what it was because there is no way that woman could have made that noise. I do not know what it was. But I didn't fuck her again. (laughs) Wouldn't have gone to her house by myself. I would have just been like, here, can someone else come with me just in case... um, just in case she's fully possessed by the devil. No, I didn't say that. I just, just in case, you know, I need a second opinion because obviously there's vulnerabilities and whatnot. So I was out there and just afraid. But that coupled with the... I, I can't remember what I was saying in the first story about people being possessed and demons and stuff. I don't know. But the point is, that made me think, maybe it is true. Yes, the Ouija board. I was like, you know, I won't fuck with it, but maybe there is truth in it. I was like, I don't believe in possession, but that voice was definitely not normal. So if any of you guys out there are into any of that flipping occult or anything like that or not not like into it or practicing it because hey I'm not going to deal with witches or wizards but if any people know anything more about it or know for someone out there I can maybe get on the weird podcast to ask some questions to let, let me know because I'd be keen to maybe you know get a few weird guests onto the podcast at some point maybe talk to people who are maybe slightly left of, of center not politically but just a wee bit you know a bit different you know, I'd like to talk about them, and I'd be very keen to speak to people who believe in the occult or believe in, in the, the flipping demons and all that shit. I'd be keen to chat to someone about that. Maybe any experience, let me know. I think it would make for a pretty good good podcast. And then, after all that shit happened on Saturday, I just woke up on Sunday, a little bit hungover, went for a nice walk, and then went up to see Shane, Todd, and his wife Stacey. It was great. Brought them the present that we got, brought Holly up with us. We had a nice, uh, a nice afternoon just um, up in their house having a cup of tea and then a glass of wine, which was great. So enjoyed that. Got a bit of wine in me there. Started feeling the buzz. You know what I mean? As I said, just life's just better with the buzz. You know. So after that, obviously I wasn't wasn't able to drive. So we went to Catherine's mum and stepdad's for dinner which was great because it's all part of my evil plan because I wanted to watch the Arsenal Man United match. But because I'm homeless, I don't have access to my Sky TV, couldn't see the big game. It's like, where can I watch it? Can't ditch the family because, you know, it's sly. I'm an absent dad most of the week doing flipping stand-up and working and stuff. So I had to be like, how can I spend time with my family whilst also watching the game in peace? Bam, her mom and stepdads. Not only when you go there, we get great hospitality, delicious food, and more wine. So I went there, and I think today I've had five glasses of wine, which is probably more than a normal amount, but it's, you know, it's a Sunday. I'm feeling extra relaxed as well this week. Um, relaxed? Relax? I don't know. I'm feeling, I, I sort of felt like I spoke like, like a gangster rapper there, you know what I mean? You'll then they say you ax yourself. You'll play you better ax yourself. Play you play you better ax yourself. That sound like Dr. Dre. Yeah, you need to ax yourself, motherfucker. 
suppose I can only rap pressure I can do is a VZE from NWA. Yeah, motherfucker, easy E. Straight out of Compton. But um, yeah, I thought I said relax instead of relaxed. Yeah, so relax yourself. So I was just feeling pretty relaxed. Watched the Arsenal Man United game, super nervous. Because I, as an Arsenal fan, just expect to be hammered all the time. But then we only go and beat them. Oh, why? Now we're in the top four. Life is good. You know, it's good. It's pretty good. So, that was a nice time. And I do feel more, you know, relaxed this week. Because um, I'm off work work a couple of days this week. Because we've got the big charity gig in the black box um, coming up on Tuesday. And with it being a charity gig... I ain't, we ain't getting no fee, so we're going to go out for a few drinks afterwards, which would be good fun. And I'm off on Wednesday, um, recording a video on Wednesday, and also anticipate having a mild hangover. So I took the time off for that. Um, but yeah, shooting a video on Wednesday. Um, I did a video actually last week, which was of me, not actually of me, just a Northern Irish person, generic Belfast accent, because as, as you all guys know, I've got a beautiful voice, you know, I have just this very dulcet, posh, north down, you know, twang, whereas in this video I was fucking doing a Belfast accent, you know what I mean, because that's what you sort of associate with Northern Ireland, when you hear Northern Ireland you fucking associate Belfast, you know, as opposed to, and you're sick there, as opposed to my beautiful, soft, you know, dulcet tones. But if you haven't seen that video yet, uh, check it out. It's called, like, I think, Northern Irish Film Auditions, something like that. It's on my Twitter and Instagram and Facebook pages. I'm not going to plug it on the Facebook page because Facebook suck balls and wouldn't let me sponsor my post because there was some fucking logos in it or some shit and thought it was advertising as opposed to just a wee funny video. So I wasn't able to get the reach I hoped for in that, but it's up and I enjoyed it, you know. So there'll be a few more videos hopefully coming from me in the next week while. So, you know, follow me on social media. I'm Dave Elliott Comedy on Facebook and Instagram. And I'm the Dave Elliott on Twitter because Twitter won't let, give me the characters to be Dave Elliott Comedy. Because Twitter are pricks. But that was it. And, yeah. Afterlife, that's what I've been watching on Netflix. Um, and I'll put a call out if you every so often to be like here what do you recommend on Netflix for me to watch some sort of work I'm watching Dirty John with uh, Catherine and I'm watching uh, Afterlife by myself because I feel like I'm a big Ricky Gervais fan he's my number one favourite comedian like he's my man and I love him albeit there's some things he's done that I haven't liked like didn't like Derek didn't like Life on the Road but everything else The Office is my favourite ever sitcom Um, Extras is one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. And Afterlife is just great. If you haven't seen it, it's about um, Ricky Gervais' character, Tony, who is trying to deal with his life after his wife has passed away from breast cancer, which is pretty sad, you know. It's um, it's very relatable. I think a lot of people can look at it and be like, Flip, imagine if that was somebody I loved, life would be a bit shit. But effectively, his character, Tony, is, you know, he's a piece of shit. He's not a sweet guy. He's a dick. And you know, he's just going about his life doing whatever he wants effectively. You know, now she's dead. And it's funny. It's sweet. It's very sad. There's actually been a couple of times tears have run down my big sensitive face watching it. 
But if you haven't seen it, I don't want to talk too much about the, the actual storylines or anything. But Dave Elliott recommends Afterlife by Ricky Gervais. What an in... Cons- what an incoherent segue that was from talking about demons and afterlife and possession to just go into the actual show afterlife that's what you get segues of the highest order i'm actually more drunk this week than i was last week whilst drinking my wine now i'm thinking about it. i'm like my brain is not actually ticking for those of you that see me do stand-up this is why i never drink when i'm on stage because it just doesn't make my brain work i think from next week on in fact if i record my, my podcast next sunday it's st patrick's day It'll be worse than ever, you know. So um, I hope to not be steaming next week so that my brain actually, you know, works a little bit, <coughs> which might prevent me from talking absolute shite. But there you have it. Um, what else do I have to plug? Yeah, of course, as per um, Pug Ugly's Comedy Club last week was great. You know, we had another full house. All tables were booked up. Full room, had myself on, had Jordan Robinson on opening, had Aaron Butler on doing a spot, who killed, and then had Mickey Bartlett headlining, who was just fucking brilliant. Um, if you haven't seen Mickey Bartlett do stand-up, you're missing out. Check him out and follow him on social media and whatnot. And get tickets to his Ulster Hall show, which is on October 20th this year. Um, I'm doing support for that, which will be a great night. So if, if you don't want to go and see Mickey, just come and support me instead. But no, I genuinely think Mickey is the best. So, you know, he was just class on Thursday. Really enjoyed hanging out with him again. And it was just great. You know, so he'll be there on Tuesday at this cancer gig. If you haven't got tickets for it, you know, you won't see it. But if you do, great. You know, it'll be a good time. And if you haven't got tickets for this, tu- this Tuesday, get the Mickey show in the Ulster Hall. Um, but yeah, the gig in aid of Marie Curie Cancer Care um, is full house. Can't wait to do it. I'm excited. And yeah, all, all is uh, is well for it on Tuesday. A lot of prep done. I collected the old buckets and stuff that I needed. Mugged myself off when I went to collect those buckets, didn't I? Um, had to go around their fundraising office just um, off the knock, dual carriageway. Went on up, went into the fundraising office, was like, uh, my name's Dave Elliott, I'm here to collect a few buckets to collect money for charity at a gig on Tuesday. And they're like, ah, oh, how many buckets do you need? And I was like, oh, I'll take three, sure. And I went to get the buckets, and as the guy was going to get me a bucket, there was this other older guy just packing, you know, a lot of stuff, just a lot of hustle bustle, very busy wee office, there's a lot of stuff being moved about. <coughs> and the older guy sort of goes to me, oh, sorry, I'm just near way there, mate, you know, it's a very busy, especially at this time of year. And without thinking, I went, oh, is this a bad time of year for it? Now, did I mean for the illness? Yeah, strangely, like, I just wasn't thinking. I was like, oh, is this a bad time of the year for it? And the guy goes, what? I went, cancer? And he went, uh, not especially, it's just the end of the financial year and we're trying to close off accounts and stuff I went ah I'll just go I just went and stood outside in the rain until the guy came to get me my buckets again so the moral of the story is that is just engage your brain before you engage your mouth otherwise you'll end up mugging yourself off and looking like a complete idiot but anyway I digressed and that was Pug Ugly's Comedy Club last week with Mickey Jordan and Aaron on and this week we've got myself we've got 
Robbie McShane, who just finished second in the new comic of the year, All Ireland Cherry Comedy last week, and then headlining with Connor Keys, who's just consistently excellent. So, I mean, if you're looking to get down to that, get your tables booked now because it'll be another full night, I would say. Other than that, I'm I'm done talking shit this week. Um, I feel like you know I'm gonna maybe say to you guys, look keep retweeting keep sharing the podcast so people can see it you know the more people listen the better it is for the podcast if you haven't rated and reviewed on itunes please do or just tell your friends to tune in you know um i'll try not to be blocked next week but i mean you know i can't guarantee it because i'm just living my best life guys you know and that that is effectively just who i am you know so i shall just segue on nicely to uh listeners questions um this week all right, all right, all right. Bapper said, hey, Dave, it's my birthday. Any chance of a tune? Um, I wonder what sort of what sort of music you Bapper? You look to me like you're you're kind of a rock guy. You know, like, I imagine you like a bit of rock. I mean, there's no more hardcore and extreme rock band than Nickelback, is there? So uh, I'll give you a dose of Nickelback. Look at this photograph. Every time I do it makes me laugh. Why am I so red? What the fuck did my uncle fucking say? There you go. Happy birthday, Stu. Hope you like Nickelback. If you don't, don't care. <laughs> Phil McCambly has said, As a bearded gent yourself, will I ever grow a beard or will I be forever plagued with a smick fuzz? Phil, first and foremost, you don't have your actual... Your, your face on Twitter you've got like a, a graphic so I can't see what kind of you know facial setup you've got going on there what kind of beard you've got and um, I imagine the fact that you've actually asked a question about it you know you may be struggling with this smick fuzz it may be something that you're you know not sure about what I would say see if it's a smicky looking fuzz just whack it off shave it off let it grow back until it's thicker get rid of smick to make it thick you know what I'm saying um, just take for example Manchester United goalkeeper David De Gea he had just this stinking rat beard for a number of years and now in the last couple of seasons he's got a sweet beard so I mean persevere you can you can make it last like I mean I'm having some beard issues myself right now um, I know a lot of people out there recognise me they're like hey this guy has the most recognisable black beard since the pirate whose name was actually Blackbeard you know and it's true I do but the more and more in the last couple of weeks, I'm just noticing greys coming through my beard. I'm starting to look more like a like a flipping Irish wolfhound, and that's not sweet. It actually got to the point where I actually had to Google grey hairs because I was confused as to whether hairs grow and then turn grey just in a day or whether they actually grow out grey because there's some like th- two to three inch grey hairs just appearing in my beard, and I ain't seen those motherfuckers before. You ain't seen them, and all of a sudden they're just banging my beard. I had to Google to see because I thought the hair grew out black and then just turned grey straight away, but not. So I've just been uh, trying to pull those out, but it's sore just pulling hair from your face. So I've had to take the tweezers to it. I mean, I tell you what, I'll just embrace being grey because I'll never dye it. But I just would would prefer it if my body would be like, man, just, you know, we'll give you a few more black ones for the next wee while. You know, you prefer black ones. Because they're they're bigger and stronger, and look sweeter, but you know hold off on the greys. And as for you, Phil, um, I think you can can grow a beard. You just need to you know keep shaving and get it coming through thicker. 
Um, but definitely for sure post a picture of yourself up so I can get a proper look and also I'm nosy. Glenn Lindsay has said, hey Dave, hope you're well, but is global warming a myth or what? You know, clearly it isn't because, like I remember when I was a young boy, many months ago, whenever you're off on summer holidays it was warm, whenever you're off at winter it was cold, and that was the way it was. It was cold in winter, it was cold in autumn, and it was lukewarm in spring, and it was a couple of days warm in summer, whereas now I could go out um, in March one day and it's lovely bright hot day 12 degrees next day it's snowing so yeah man i think global warming is a thing i think we are killing the earth but i think everybody knows that the earth has a shelf life and i also think that you know by the time any real damage is done we'll all be dead so there you go that's something for everyone to feel really positive about um Whoa. Ewan Carson has said, Can you do a cross-examination of Colin Geddes's cum counterpart, Nick Rock Johansson? And he sent me a couple of like links to this guy, Nicholas Rock Johansson, who he, he's, he's bald with the most ridiculous sideburn beard combo I've ever seen. And there's this video he sent me, um, which a lot of people dislike. Whoa, it's had 98,000 views. 332 likes and 2.8 thousand dislikes. Let's hear what Nick Rock Johansson has to say on why he's single. Probably just how, how he looks. I mean, guys that have big ass bellies or, you know, buy all their shoes at Kmart have girlfriends. Why do they have girlfriends and why don't I? Or let's say, why doesn't another good looking bodybuilder or a good looking rich guy or a young guy that is in great shape and like because me i want to say if you don't know nick rock johansson why he's single could possibly be because it looks like a five-year-old's got on his face with a black sharpie pen his beard is obscene it's in segments it's like a black jigsaw to take care of himself and gel his hair whatever it is if you look too good and you got it going on women are motherfucking hating cunts this guy, um, what I think of him, I think he's a bit of a jerk by the looks of it. He doesn't have a sweet style. He's got weird sideburns and a weird beard. Um, but apparently he's got 75 mil in the bank. So, Nicholas Rock Johansson, if you want to hang out with me, you know, by all means, come to Belfast. You can afford it. Um, you know, I'll, I'll show you a good time. Um, but my cross-examination on him is he's a weird dude. What I'm going to do, Ewan, is I'm going to like, like maybe look a bit more into him. I'm going to see what he's about. Maybe watch his videos when I'm not on the podcast because I think it's bad air for me to just play it. So I'll maybe have a look at that and I'll collect some highlights and maybe talk about Nicholas Rock Johansson next week. Um, I think he might call himself Rock Johansson because Dwayne the Rock Johnson, but Johansson and Johnson are a different names, so pretty weird. Look, Sweeney. Howdy, big Papa Pump Stringer guy. H.H. H. Holmes, not to be confused with Sherlock, haha, <laughs> was an American serial killer who owned a building named Murder Castle. There was soundproof rooms, mazes to nowhere, and many rooms fitted with chutes that went straight to vats of acid. Whoa, weird. But what I want to know is if you were a serial killer, what would your niche be? Hashtag Deadly Dave. Um, believe it or not, I actually do know a wee bit about old H.H. H. Holmes. Um, as well as obviously being a funny, 
comedy guy, my other interests include true crime. So I know a wee bit about this particular story. H.H. Holmes was a doctor, cum, serial killer. He was as in a doctor slash serial killer, not a doctor and a cum serial killer. Um, but he basically scammed people into getting dough and then built this big, sweet hotel type place um, in Chicago. And it was just around the time of the World's Fair, I believe. Just the biggest big fair that happened back in the... I think it was maybe the the early 20th century, I think. Um, like, or sort of late, late 19th century, I think he was kicking about. And he just like basically made this big hotel whereby he specifically built it in order to be a murder hotel. Like Everything was bespoke. You know, fair play to him. He, he definitely made it his own. You know, lots of hidden rooms, torture rooms, soundproof rooms, you know, easy wipe down rooms. Like, look, the guy knew what he wanted. He went out and he did it. You know, you gotta say fair play for his intuition, but also, you know, man, maybe maybe don't kill people. But um, he he did that, and he was pretty 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 weird guy. Um, but if I was a serial killer, what would my niche be? Well, first off, look, if I was a serial killer, I would not tell you what my niche was because then you could use this podcast as evidence. But, um, you know, just for banter, a lot of serial killers collect pieces of their victims or jewelries and stuff. Like, if I were to do that, I would just, you know, I would collect their pinky fingers and make a really unique sort of like witch doctor bone necklace, um, which I could just put into my my Dubik box, you know, because I'm just a weird afterlife kind of guy. And D. Moore has said... If you can play for Arsenal for 30 grand a week or Spurs for 70 grand a week, both four-year deals, who would you choose? I'm a die-hard Arsenal, but I'd take the money and shh the Arsenal fans, I'd never score against them. Or if I ever scored against them, and shush the Arsenal fans if I ever scored against them. Well, man, I would probably take 30k a week to play. In fact, you know, I'd take 70k a week to play for Spurs because I'm shit. You know, I'd go over there, I'd be in a four-year contract getting 70 grand a week, making Spurs shit, or probably not even playing, and then I could just wreck them in training. You know, just fly into Harry Kane with a big drop kick. you know, hit a Hurricane Rana on Deli Alley, you know, five-star frog splash on Hugo Lloris. So that would be what I would do, and if I would go 30 grand a week for play for Arsenal, I'd just make them worse, you know, and I'd be made fun of by my teammates. I would be ridiculed, and I probably wouldn't love the club as much. So there's my answer. I'd be, I would make Spurs worse. I'd go inside like a dirty mole and bring them down from the inside. Chris Henning, hold that, Dave. Um, I've calmed down from my bitch fit last week. I'm glad, Mister, because I was not happy with you. First up, I vote that you drink a bottle of Malbec every week for the podcast. It was quite an experience listening to it. Secondly, my question this week is: What is your favorite cheat meal when you're proper on it as, as a physique guy? Mm, you know, you're one of those guys in enabler that wants me to be uh, blocked. Um, not gonna do it. I'm on the water now this week, feeling uh, hydrated, still hungover probably from my my drinking earlier today. But um, my favorite cheat meal hmm, would probably be yeah, probably be like an Indian takeaway or something. I like to get a nice Indian feast into me from time to time and some nice wine. That'd be proper good. Or a subway. You know, sometimes it's hard to beat a foot long subway. You know, get your subway melt or chicken and bacon ranch. Get the double regular cheese. Lettuce, onion, southwest sauce, bish bash bosh, on Italian herb and cheese. Bob's your uncle, Fanny's your aunt. That's great. P.S. Where's the video you've shot? 
It's on Facebook. It's on Twitter. It's on Instagram, baby. Chloe, what would you do if a bunch of preteen schoolboys follow you around a shop, had this experience a while ago, and stopping in front of tampons and shit they left? What would you do? Um, you know what? Obviously, a lot of young uh, preteen schoolboys listen to my podcast. So sometimes I do get young boys following me. Sometimes I get young boys asking me for photos. Um, but if I was looking rid of young boys, what would I do? Um, I don't know. There's not really a lot I can do. I'm, I'm a magnet for young boys. I'm a magnet for boys in general. I'm like a Pied Piper um, figure for people looking the bear look. You know, I'm just people are just drawn to me. So if I wanted to uh, get people away from me, what would I do? would be probably just keep putting out shit content, you know, put out shit content that people don't like, and then eventually they would stop following me. But, you know, maybe, you know, I was going to say maybe you've got a few admirers there, um, Chloe, maybe that's it's a good thing, but whenever I realise that it's preteen boys, probably shouldn't do that unless you're some kind of, you know, weird Michael Jackson girl, um, which... I'd like to hope you're not. Chris Barr. Hey, Dave. Hope all's well. Here's this week's story. And the link is loading. Girls who wed zombie sex dolls reveal how they consummated marriage and now wants kids. Whoa. Felicity Cadillac married a zombie doll, Kelly Rossi, and says she likes to be the man in the relationship. What is a zombie sex doll? Um, Whoa, it just legitimately looks like, like an actual doll. I thought it was like... Oh, well, I thought it was like... <coughs> because they give the sex doll an age. Um, that it was going to be an actual person. But apparently the this woman has married a zombie sex doll, which is literally just a doll. Tied up with Kelly Rossi, a zombie doll that she claims 37 years old. All right, okay. The beautiful ceremony took place in Tiverton, Rhode Island, USA and saw eight of Felicity's other dolls attend the show for support. Um, Felicity said, We're exploring our options. It would be me carrying the child and using the donor sperm. Yeah, it's just a full little weird wooden boy doll that's actually um, a woman, a female doll. Um, it's definitely creepy. This woman, Felicity, is not a sweet-looking woman. You know, she looks really weird. Oh, no, the zombie doll. I'm just seeing its face. It's a doll. But it looks like an actual blood-covered zombie. You know, it's, it looks like a little child doll, but the doll's a zombie. It's sick-looking. It's a freak. Um, but she says she's got romantic feelings for the doll. Felicity was initially gifted Kelly by her late father, and after becoming obsessed with horror movies and zombie dolls, she tried to fight her feelings, but when the doll became a shoulder to cry on when her father died, hey, I'm going to say this, I think Kelly needs medical support. Um, but what... Chris wants to know is what's my opinion on the whole Michael Jackson situation um, yeah Michael Jackson there's this documentary I've not seen it so I can't really pass any comment on that documentary um, I'm going to say I think Michael Jackson is a weird guy um, you have to remember that he is a black man however he is white he was white sorry he looks like he was made out of paper mache he likes to hang around with monkeys he has a fun fair in his backyard and he also likes to hang around with preteen boys and he is like was like 50 or some shit so all in all 
Am I surprised by these allegations? No. Would I love them not to be true? Yeah, of course I would, because I don't want to see kids get hurt. And also Michael Jackson's music's great. The problem being is, when someone makes great music, you associate their music with great times in your life, thus you're like, I don't want it to be true. You know, you just naturally associate these things. So now, a lot of people are like, nah, it can't be true about Michael. They throw R. Kelly under a bus, but hey, Michael, no, it's not true. And you're looking at going... You know, realistically, guy's a bit dodgy. You know, so I'd probably say I think I think there's some dodgy dealings with Michael. Um, I think not a lot can be done about it because he's dead. Um, but yeah, I just think it's it's a shame. You know, I think it's a shame. But as Jonathan Davis, the lead singer of Corn, says, "What it is is what it is." So that's it. Um, last question of the week is from Sam Cardozi. Hi, Dave. I'm on my gap year in New Zealand and was wondering what slash any gigs you had for the summer. Will Pug Ugly's Comedy Club run through then? Well, Sam, thank you for listening to the podcast from New Zealand. I actually was looking at listening figures last week, and there are some really weird places that people listen to the weird podcast. I might actually talk about it next week because it'll be a bit of, con- a bit of content. But, um, yeah, I'll be, I'll, I'm sure I'll have lots of gigs for the summer. Um, um, I've sort of parked the idea of doing a New York show because I've been so busy trying to establish Pug Uglies and gigging there every week and just, you know, it's hard to, like, find time to run an entire New York. So if that makes sense, I'll do that. But I'm gigging a lot. You know, things are going well at the minute and hopefully there'll be, I'd say there'll be plenty of gigs come the summer. And you yourself, Sam, as a listener of the podcast, listening to it in New Zealand, I appreciate it. So all you need to do is just drop me a, a message on Instagram when you're back. We'll sort you out with a gig. If I'm running one myself, I can tell you about that. If you want to come to Pug Uglies, just give me a shout, and that's grand. But uh, guys, that's this week's podcast, all done and dusted. Um, I am now hungover because of my glasses of wine that I had earlier today. It's been a fun week. It's been a fun podcast. Next week, I'm definitely going to record it on a Friday because I end up just drinking on Sundays and talking shite. But you are great. So spread the word, retweet it when it's out there, share it on all your social media and all that shit, tell a friend, whatever, and just spread the word and rate and review the podcast. Take care. God bless. Daniel Dahlstein, God bless your V-Socks. Take care and God bless.